Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined, as always, by the viewership lord, Joseph Holbert. Joe, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> a big night for me tomorrow, Jeremy, as you know. I make my debut on a uh, very popular professional wrestling program, starring on a very popular talk show segment. I will comment no further. Please stop asking me for my sources. Uh, I'm good, I'm ready, because I believe, and I could be wrong with this, but... I think we're about to talk about wrestling, right? That's what I'm told. That's what I hear. So I'm ready to talk demos, viewership, and star ratings. Let's go. That is all we're talking about today. The the viewership, the demos, the ratings, whether they're star, whether they're people, doesn't doesn't matter. That's what we're Either here way. to talk about. <laughs> they're on, both great, right? Yeah. It's just take your pick. <laughs> just rate Uber drivers or we're going to just rate everything. Um, yes. If you do want to see us rate some stuff, you can listen to our Tuesday show where we rate movies. Uh, this past week we reviewed Santa's Little Helper starring The Miz and Paige, a great film for an hour and 10 minutes, and then it's terrible. Uh, I, I'm so excited for next week, Joe. Money Plane. Money Plane, Joseph. Are you ready for this? Have you watched it yet? I've watched it three awesome. times already. Lie. You've not watched it once. <laughs> I can tell you, you had the idea that you were going to watch it early. You were going to watch that like 10 hours before recording. And you were like, oh, it sucked. This is what's going to happen. But I'm glad we're building up. Yes, I'm too very, very excited. Definitely. Uh, let's start wrestling. Our Thursday shows, we put five minutes on the clock. We always go over time. We always go off topic. That's why it's called the distraction. Uh, here we go. We got a big pay-per-view this week, Joseph. Monumental. There's two, actually. There's Slammiversary, which we've talked about in the past. Everyone's going to show up. If they were, were released by WWE, they're now just signed to Impact. Doesn't matter who they are. Even if they weren't released by WWE, they're going to show up to Impact. That's just what's going to happen at Slammiversary. The other big show this weekend is... The Horror Show at Extreme Rules, The Horror Show. I think that's right. Correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. I think there's another Extreme Rules in there, but I could be wrong. The Horror Show, Extreme Rules, Horror Show, Extreme Rules of Horror <laughs> is the full title, I about, believe. That sounds about yeah. right. Okay. Uh, that is on Sunday. The uh, two big matches, at least in, in my mind, maybe you disagree, and if you do, too bad. 
we got <laughs> Nikki Cross against Bailey for the SmackDown women's title and Asuka yeah. against Sasha Banks for the Raw women's title. Where do you stand on this, Joe? How do you think this plays out? I've got a question for you first. I'm going to throw the ball back to you. And it's a simple question. You heard it many times throughout your life. No, no, no. Why are you throwing the ball back to me? You're in the corner. I'm driving. The the coverage is collapsing. Hit you in the corner. All you got to do is take your corner three. Why are you? I'm gonna be like Westbrook when he's one assist away from a triple double and he passes it uh, for the shot and the guy doesn't shoot it and he yells at him. He's like, "Shoot the fucking ball!" It's my favorite Russell Westbrook. I love like if anyone still pays attention to the clock when we do these, they'll be like, "Man, these guys are blowing it." But anyway, here we go. Is it gonna be boss time on Sunday night, Jeremy? What are you feeling? Boss time or not? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Boss time. Oh, it's boss time. Banks two oh. belts. Sasha two straps, uh, bo- boss time t- times two. I don't know what any That's other. Good. Yeah, That's thanks. good. Is that off the cuff there, Jeremy? I'm very <laughs> that impressed was. by that. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, that's very strong. Uh, this is actually interesting. And not just pretend interesting, like most of the stuff we talk about during this era of professional wrestling. <laughs> I'm intrigued as to where they go here, okay? Because I am seeing more and more voices suggest that the legit boss uh, hashtag boss time should come out of this with both belts. Um, well, not but you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, I am becoming increasingly interested in the idea that Bailey loses her belt, which I've mentioned a few times in this show because I think that could be very interesting. You know, Bailey's the one that has she, it's role reversal kind of deal. However, I am reminded that poor Asuka has had enough bad title reigns on the main <laughs> roster, and the truth is, whether we like it or not, a title reign that involves um, being handed the title by the pregnant champion that beat you twice, uh, failing to probably beat Nia Jax in approximately 18 attempts, and then losing it to someone that's not on the brand, is another weak title reign, unfortunately. <laughs> now, here's what I'll say. If they do the deal where Banks gets the belt and loses it immediately after, and they use that as like a storytelling element with the whole, she can't defend a single title, like, unless she has Bailey, she can't defend the belt. That could be interesting if she gives it straight back to Asuka. However, it only works if they make it the element of the story. If they actually make it... If she just loses the belt again, man, loser, right? So it's the most interesting match on the card, not just from a match quality standpoint. Get your star rating graphs out, folks. But it's also interesting in terms of finish because what initially seemed obvious, more and more we're coming around to the notion that perhaps Bailey and Banks are not facing at SummerSlam. And if so, there could be a title change on the cards. What are you thinking? I've said from the start that I think they're going to put the title on Sasha. They're going to go Banks and Bailey just have all the gold outside of the wow. NXT women's title. But they're they're going to have all the main roster gold. They're going to run with that until... Because I think they're delaying this even more. They're saving it for SummerSlam 2025 uh, when fans <laughs> can actually return, when, when they can run in Boston. Um, yeah. I think they're going to have all the gold at least up until SummerSlam. Maybe at SummerSlam they they lose one of them loses something and then they, that's when things start to fall apart. You build it towards I really think they're holding off on this whole thing until WrestleMania when again hopefully fans can can be in an arena or in a building mm-hmm. somewhere. And if you're going to hold off until fans return, you've just you've got to you've got to do something as like placeholder yeah. to to get to that point. And so having 
Sasha lose, whether Bailey costs her, whatever it might be, it seems like that would be bringing a conclusion sooner rather than later. I yeah. think they're waiting for the conclusion later rather than sooner. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you do, because your options are either Asuka just wins, which would almost feel, I hate to say this about a match that should be great, but it almost feels like counterproductive at some point. Like everyone expects an angle. But I'm with you that if Bailey costs Banks, then it feels like they're escalating it too quickly if they do want to drag it out. Now, this just talk about kind of, if we both agree that this is not happening at SummerSlam, which I think we are now both at that point, which I cannot believe we've reached this point in the game. I really can't. But here we are. Are we saying then that it's Banks and Asuka a rematch at SummerSlam with Alexa and Bailey? Well, who's Bailey? Bailey's got no opponents left. This is my I, biggest concern. I like your idea that Sasha wins and uh, Nikki Cross actually wins and Bailey loses. And so okay. then you, you flip the roles that they're in now. You can get a couple months out of that. Mm. Uh, they keep the women's tag titles and it kind of all falls apart when Bailey or whoever the the non-champion is kind of does the the double booking thing of like yeah we'll defend our tag team yes. titles and then later in the night the 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 champion has to wrestle again they lose yep. off of that and then you know there becomes a a thing of oh you made me wrestle this match I didn't want to do it you go from there you can get months out of this I mean they've already mm -hmm. stretched it for months you can get more months out of this I actually initially like, I mean, this has no relevance now, but before Bailey got the cross matchup, I liked the idea of Bailey pitching them to do a tag title defense purely yeah. out of like selfishly wanting Banks after us retired, even though she had no title defense, right? <laughs> like that could have been good. The reason I like the roles reversal deal is because obviously if Banks is going to be the baby face here, which we assume, um, she's happy to have the one belt and be the tag team. She, you know, she believes in them tag titles. If Bailey's in the same position, you could kind of shine, shine a light on the fact that she's like so selfish. She hates that she's the inferior part of the team. A couple of weeks ago, I thought they were doing that when she got pinned. Uh, when Banks was getting all the pins and so, and then Asuka beat her, I thought, okay, they're going to do that. They're kind of doing it, but Bailey's still so dominant. So there's a million ways that can go with this, and I do think it's interesting. Do I think it is genius storytelling that will be up for an Oscar nomination? Uh, no, I do Emmy, not. Emmy nomination, Joe. Okay, not, sorry. Not Oscar. Sorry. I need, yeah, I need to lower my <laughs> expectations. This but I think it's good, and I do. I am interested in where when it ends. I think we all know where it's going. It's just a matter of when. And in, in truth, man, if it does drag out super long, it could prove to be damaging to all involved. And that's my warning. Uh, I think they need to be cautious with this because they are on every show and it could get tiresome quick, I fear. I I don't know if it'll get tired. People seem to just, they love Sasha Banks and Bailey, yeah. And I mean, they're great in this role. Bailey, Bailey did an interview and just basically said like, it's so easy to just be annoying and it gets such a reaction that I just keep doing it and I just find it funny and, and people either love it or hate it and but either way she gets a reaction out of it and i mean that's what they're doing it's working people enjoy it yeah. um you know we're doing ratings viewership talks the the ratings are great for sasha and bailey at least when they're on nxt when they're on raw everything <laughs> falls off the cliff as, as it just does with raw that was by the way a baffling decision on raw of putting this match last and not advertising it once throughout the show I didn't like notice. they 
they advertise it at the start of the show, mm-hmm. I would have forgotten it was there if it was yeah. not part of my because they just didn't do anything for it and they gave you no reason if you're like the third hour falls off a cliff anyway but if that was the only reason to stick around and they didn't even say like hey stick around we got this match you know don't go anywhere i i didn't understand that at all i know we have a lot of fun on here but i do have to say that if anyone that works for the world wrestling federation watches this show and by anyone i mean all of you currently watching the show um if anyone involved in their process legitimately believes the low ratings on Raw were because of them, Bailey and Banks, like, they're in bigger trouble than I think, right? Like, because yeah. whether you love the act or are fine with it, I'm pretty much like, I think it's good. I don't love it. I enjoyed it more when the Iconics did it, as I've mentioned. But um, when, <laughs> I, no, it's good. But, like, on that show, it is the least of that program's worries, right? Like, there's a lot of issues with Monday Night Raw and SmackDown that they are not part of. So, I'm with you. I just, I think perhaps maybe it's not tiresome. The cautionary tale could be the impact on the other women. I guess would be the fear, but we'll see how they do it. Is the point? I mean, that's certainly the fear. Is that the horsewomen are just? I mean, Charlotte's now out. Becky is going to be out yeah. for a while, but their big plan to replace them was just to put Banks and Bailey on every other show. I mean, they brought back Shayna and Bianca. This past mm-hmm. week, I don't know what that's going to mean. It seems like Bianca, or it seems like Shayna, might actually have some type of impact. I believe Bianca is just in this role because Liv wasn't there this week, or just to prolong kind of the Liv stuff. Uh, I, I don't think they have an actual plan for Bianca, and that's not good because she should be a star. Yeah, at some point they're going to have to break in like a new crop of women as far as at the top of the car because... And I, people get mad when I say that. I understand that age-wise, that's like a weird... There's like some deceiving ages. I'm just talking about women that haven't been around for years because unfortunately what happens is, no matter how good Bailey, Banks, Asuka, Charlotte... Um, I don't know about where Becky's going to be. Like, I don't know what her situation is, but Alexa, them women, like we've seen them all wrestle each other an awful lot for the most part, right? And, and no matter how good they are, it would be nice if right now, with SummerSlam a month away, we could slot Bianca Belair in there. We really can't because she's not been prepared for that. So whether it's Liv you choose, whether it's even Shayna, whether it's um, Bianca, whoever it may be, it needs some fresh faces on top of the card because otherwise we're just seeing the same matchups done in different ways, basically. And that is not good for anyone. So they've got to choose someone eventually, man. I hope they realize that themselves because otherwise we're not going anywhere fast. The rest of the horror show at Extreme Rules, the horror show, we have Dolph Ziggler challenging Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Um, Braun Strowman against Bray Wyatt in a a strong fight. Swamp fight. Uh, The title is not on the line. It's not The Fiend. It's Bray Wyatt. Let's make that clear. U.S. title match, Apollo Crews against MVP, who I guess is the champion. And uh, eye for an eye, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Joseph what sticks out to you besides obviously the eye for an eye match you've got to be excited for the eye for an eye match eye for an eye eye hey. for an eye eye okay. for an eye well, I have to ask you why is the belt online in the swamp fight please uh, so break and win and then they can do the or yeah so break and win and then they can do the fiend against Braun at, uh, oh. at SummerSlam that's my guess. Oh. I don't know if that's the actual plans, but that makes the most sense to me. Braun beat him in the, yeah, the match they showed on SmackDown, and now Bray wins, and then they do The Fiend. 
<laughs> I hope that is now what we officially refer to as the match they showed on SmackDown. You're correct. Uh, that pay-per-view feels like it happened at least 12 years ago, right? Like it's, Was it it's, Money in the Bank or was it Backlash? Yes. Legitimately Money in the Bank. Because okay. Braun at Backlash wrestled um, oh, Miz and Morrison. Morrison. Yeah, okay. What a rain Braun has had. <laughs> right? hey, look, it's, in all seriousness, I know a lot of people don't like Braun. It's not the guy's fault, man. Like He no. has been given nothing to no. do. Like, um, yeah, this all sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. This is why they actually <laughs> need the Banks Asker match on there because... I mean, I am not going to lie. I am interested in eye for an eye. I've not watched one segment of the build-up because, you know, I have my limits, guys. I can't do so much. But um, I'm just interested in how bad it is and, moreover, how many people are going to tell me it was good when they do, like, a CGI eye removal live on WWF Network. <laughs> I mean, like, it's crazy enough. Here's the thing. We spoke about this a little bit off air, but it's crazy enough that you can swing me with, like, the... Man, kids are going to be popping for this. Like they're going to be sitting at school. I guess not at school right now. Um, they'll be in group chats. They shouldn't be in saying like, "Hey, did you see Ray lost his eyeball?" And maybe so, maybe so. But the angle itself is so boring. There's no fun to any of it. You know, this isn't like Dungeon of Doom funniness. This is like just Seth Rollins playing like a mob boss trying to murder a luchador. I don't understand what's going on. And his big son is there. I don't understand what's going on. Um, but I am interested in the execution of it. I hope they go all in with the cinematic stuff that apparently is good. I was told once. Um, so other than that, though, man, this is a this is a slog, right? There's no big Bob on this show. No, he'll be cornering MVP, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything else about the. I literally should have replied, "There's no big Bob on this show," and just give it back to you. <laughs> I have nothing. It's very little on him, man, unfortunately. What do you think the Drew McIntyre Dolph Ziggler stipulation is going to be? They're going to make a fall of Dolph. I don't know what the stipulation is going to be, but he's going to get Claymore within like 10 seconds. That's what's going to happen. Oh, I'm I sorry disagree. For Dolph, I think man. they're going to have like a match match. <laughs> I actually, like, I know everyone dunks on poor Dolph, and I defend him once a month on this podcast, but you have got to understand like the situation he's been put in here. They are not even pretending that he has a chance. Like, he's not even got some wins to, like, build him up. <laughs> he showed up on Raw after getting beat by the Caterpillar thing eight times in a row. He showed up and was the like, Caterpillar. I want to fight. Like Otis. Yeah. No, but what's that? That's the move, right? The Caterpillar. Yeah, the Caterpillar. Okay. I wasn't calling him a fool. Okay, that's what I thought you were doing. <laughs> so, like, that's not nice. No, I wasn't being mean to Otis. I mean, I've been mean to Otis before, but never in that sense. Um I just, I think people, like, when they say this is so uninteresting, it's like, yeah, they're not trying very hard to make you find it interesting, though, right? Like, this week on Raw, poor Dolph's out there, and he's doing his promo, and Drew just, like, jabbed him, and he fell over. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what. Like, I assume the stipulation's going to be, to be totally honest with you, hand tied behind his back, and Drew does the claymore with his hand behind his back and pins him immediately. That's what I expect. I could be wrong, but I sense this is a vehicle to make fun of Dolph again, which is fine. Most people enjoy it, I guess. I don't get if you if you can pick the stipulation. This is where wrestling yeah. you gotta suspend your disbelief, which is fine. But then don't tell me it's real. Uh, why why aren't you picking like the only way you can win this title is if you knock me down for a thirty count. Yes, and then I can win any other way, like a pinfall, submission, count out, DQ doesn't matter. I can win those ways. The only way you can win this match is a thirty count. Maybe a two-minute count. I don't know. 
but whatever it might be. Like, give yourself an actual advantage with this stipulation. It's yeah. like, oh, it's a street fight. That's the stipulation. That's dumb. Yeah. So, you're going to have to help me with this. Was this the angle where um, Drew, like, left a part of the contract blank? Or is that a Dave Batista JBL angle from 2005 that I've yeah, just I watched and confused with this? Yeah. Okay. This, this angle right, was in... just legitimately... Uh, you can name the winner of this tag team match can name the stipulation. I think that's okay, what it forget was. That, that's boring. <laughs> so JBL and Dave Batista are feuding in 2005. This is awesome stuff, Jeremy. Okay? <laughs> and Dave Batista signs his name, passes the contract over, and JBL's like, you left the stipulation blank. And he's like, put whatever you want in there. And I was just left like, wait, so like the stipulation is just a line on the contract. You can just write <laughs> in. Like, is Batista expected to write like, no special stipulation? This is this is a whole this contracts is an element of WWE we don't talk about enough. They could do a whole program of just what the contracts are, and I would find it to be the best thing ever. I have no idea how these things work. That's the thing is like they do stuff. I mean, they do contract signings all the time. Like yes. they do stuff with contracts. The problem is is just like contract. The contract is just like a prop. Like there's actual yeah. no language or wording in these contracts. It's just <laughs> Dude, a prop to to do the contract signing. Like- I would give anything for them to like a purse split level break. Yeah. Like, I get fifty five percent of the cut. Like <laughs> everyone else in the world would be like, this is the most boring for everyone. I'll be I'll be going, I'm back on raw. I'm back tuning in. Like I just I don't know. I I'm with you on the uh, the stipulation thing, it's dumb. I think Dolph and Drew can have a good match. The issue is that no one in the world thinks Dolph could win. And that's no. that's true of a lot of matches, whether you've got a new babyface champ, but you can like fool people. Like, when Bobby Lashley hit a spear at Backlash or whatever, you could kind of be like, no, but maybe. There's no maybe with Dolph. It's just like, he's not winning. He's going to return to doing something bad after this. So, hopefully it's a good match, because based on what you told me about this card, it's going to need it to be a good match. Because I love MVP. Been amazing on TV. He's not the guy for Apollo to have, like, an in-ring thriller with. You know, like, he's not that guy. So, someone's going to have to have some good matches on this thing. We'll see, I guess. I like that this pay-per-view was probably going to be done in about two and a half hours. It's yes. great. Um, Cause they're, they're doing, they're doing riddle and styles on SmackDown. They're doing Orton and big show on raw. And, you know, typically those matches would probably be on this pay-per-view, but in the pandemic era, they're like, we're going to keep this stuff short and we'll, we'll, we'll put big matches on television which is fine because, I mean, they clearly they care about the television ratings and viewership, so they want to boost those, put high-profile matches on those shows. Yeah, by the way, you read the card there. Is there an Extreme Rules match on this card, like an actual namesake Extreme Rules match, or is it just um, a load of weird matches? No, it's just you know cinematic <laughs> matches. Maybe okay. Apollo Crews and MVP gets turned into something. I mean, Apollo Crews hasn't been there for a couple of weeks. Think- uh, Bailey and Nikki would probably be the best suggestion. I would Maybe. assume. Yeah. I feel like that Nick because no one really thinks Nikki's gonna win. We've but Joe, win. Joe, it's not Extreme Rules. It's the horror show. I, it's the horror that is more okay. important than the Extreme Rules. Let me change my question. Is there a match named after a horror show Extreme Rules, or is it just <laughs> Eye for an Eye and a Swamp Fight? Yeah, I think Eye for an Eye and Swamp Fight. That's I'm enough. Extreme, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> I think about it. That's probably enough. I'm with you on the CGI of who's getting their eye ripped out. I cannot wait for this. It's going to be terrible, but I can't wait. I'm not going yeah. to pretend it's good either. I'm Thank not. You. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that to you. I will fully admit that it'll most likely be horrible. I'm still going to be very excited for it and how they do it. 
I mean, it's Ray, right? This is Ray's, like... I assume this is his conclusion. I don't know. Am I, am I totally off on this? I just always assume this was Ray's, like... I don't think off so. Off into the sunset. I don't think the so. Old, the old rip your eyeball out and off you go into the sunset <laughs> angle that they've done many times. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I mean, I do think Ray will probably end up losing his eye because he can keep wearing the mask and cover it and it'll be fine. Um, it's just a real sentence you just say on wrestling. Yeah, he'll, he'll end up losing his eye. Um, well. <laughs> uh, but, like, I still think Ray wants to, like, team with Dominic. What if he has an eye transplant surgery? I don't know if that's a thing, but you could do that, right? What if. Uh, Rollins loses his eye. Who's the Occam or Razor? They're not. They're not doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. What if they do an eye transplant surgery with one of them, and then when the authors of Pain come back, they've got the eye patch on. So one of them has the eye patch on. I'll go one step further. <laughs> I think Dominic needs something to make him stand out, and I think he should do that angle and wrestle his whole career behind like and make it his full gimmick. <laughs> Make it his whole shtick, his whole thing is that he's the one-eyed wrestler who gave up his eye for his father, Rey Mysterio Jr. That, to me, would be the perfect babyface uh, debut of professional wrestling. But I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> like, I'm not here to do the thing of, like, this isn't wrestling and, like, wave the flag of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling or some lame stuff like that. But it is insane. We can, all, can we all just agree it's insane that we're actually talking about men's eyeballs being ripped out and stuff in a professional wrestling match? <laughs> it's a little bit ridiculous, but I'm kind of here for it because the rest of it's so boring, so for sure. Uh, speaking of New Japan, they had a big show this past week, a couple of big shows. Uh, they had fans return, 33% capacity, which is good. Good. Somebody's handling this stuff correctly elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, evil. Evil won the New Japan Cup, defeating Okada in the finals with some help from a Bullet Club. And then the next night, he faced uh, Naito. Um, well, really, he turned on Naito at the end of the New Japan Cup as they did the, the LIJ kind of fist bump thing. And then the, the next night, he was part of Bullet Club. New look, new gear, new music, all that fun stuff. New haircut, so you know this is full WWE heel turn here. Um and then he beat Naito with the help of uh, Dick Togo. WWF legend Dick Togo helped him out. And now Evil is your IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. Defend this move, Joseph. See, here's the deal. I, I'm going to, before I say anything, you know, preface it all by saying, I'm aware that I could just be misreading the Japanese audience on this. Like, I actually may be way off on this, but I can only speak for myself. And as someone that was all in on New Japan coming back, like I, I'm gonna have a hard time with these evil main events. <laughs> like I'm, as far as making him champ, I'm extending my um, my optimism and my enthusiasm. I'm gonna give him the chance to have a good match with Hiromu. If he does a 35 minute match with Hiromu in which he works a knee for 25 <laughs> minutes and then punches him in the balls at the end of the match, kicks him sorry in the balls, I'm I may have to be done because. Everyone's talking about the angle and the decision, and I think it's a little bit weird, like sacrificing Naito's big climb for this. Then again, maybe Naito should be chasing anyway. I don't know. My main issue, man, is like they've got to get out of this style. There's no reason for Naito to get betrayed one night and then the very next night wrestle at a snail's pace in a 35-minute match with a finish we all knew was going to be screwy. Yes. They've got to break this... Every main event has to be a certain length, especially when the guy is working for heel heat 
in a building in which they are not allowed to boo because it created pure dead air and it was actually uncomfortable. I was, I'm not exaggerating here, Jeremy. I watched the Ultimate Fighting Championship and then I started New Japan. It was like 10 in the morning. I hadn't slept in a very, very long time. I was shouting at my television set, just begging Evil to do something. He would kick Naito in the knee and then just walk around the ring looking at the crowd and the crowd can't boo. They can't even cheer, Evil. They're going to just sit there watching you do this. And I was like, man, they're going to have to... Um, someone's going to have to tell these guys they don't have to do the 40-minute epic because Evil can't do it. Evil's best matches are when he's like a bruiser and he's in there with an Ishii and he's just hitting him hard. Uh, he has some cool power stuff even, but this pace is not going to help anyone. So that was my main issue. The booking, I think, is kind of... Um, it's wacky, it's bold. I'm willing to give it a little bit of time, but I sense you are even lower on the booking than I am, Jeremy. I mean, is that correct? The booking... I haven't come around on it by by any yeah. means, but I understand the situation of like they're not too worried about like business and revenue yeah. because they're gonna get the thirty three percent no matter what. So you can do something different. You can put the belt on Evil, see what happens. Fine. Do I think Evil is the best choice? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I Sonata was right there for the taking. And I I get the complaints about Sonata. He's essentially Okada light uh, in mm -hmm. in many aspects, but he can at least work this style that you want him to work. Obviously, Hiromu was right there. I don't Hiromu probably not the right guy to do it. I don't think people yeah. are gonna buy that anyway. Shingo was right there as well though, and I think Shingo would have made a lot of sense. But my issue with the booking is also with the style because if you're gonna do this same style then mm -hmm. you can't book it to be evil. Yeah. So that that's where it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, all right, if you're going to make this, if you're going to do it with evil, fine, that's your decision. But then, like you said, you've got to change the main event style because that Naito match, boring as could be. Just yeah, even the Okada match, I was bored. And Same. like I've had my complaints with the New Japan style for a while now, even with crowds and stuff. Like, essentially, the the... 15th time okada and sonata wrestled it's like all right i don't need another 40 minute match where okada wins like give me 25 minutes it's okay it is okay if it's only 25 <laughs> yeah. minutes it's not gonna harm yeah. anybody and, and they're still doing like these 35 40 minute matches and especially especially the dominion main event I, I tweeted it before it happened i was just like can we skip to the bullet club running stuff let's just skip to that because a, we know it's going to happen, so just get to that. Mm -hmm. And okay, if it happens after 15 minutes, fine. It's a little more tolerable. 35, 40 minutes and then doing it, it just it's a waste of time. And Evil working yeah. over his leg, which didn't play off of anything, it's just that whole match was a waste of time. Yeah, see, here's the thing. The Okada match, I thought, sucked, to be totally honest with you. But I can understand the idea of like, we don't want Evil to fight super courageously and honourably, and then he turns and people are still like on his side. They wanted to make it clear that like he has become a villain here. He has become yes. evil, Jeremy. <laughs> would dare I say? So he wrestles like a you know like a heel, and he you know he cheats at the end, and then the Bullet Club. Okay, everyone leaving the building that night agrees he's the bad guy. Fine. Did it have to be that long? No, it didn't. But Okada, okay. My issue with the Naito match is, like, I hate, firstly, that Naito has to wrestle the way he does. I will accept the character deal. Like, okay, 
he's tranquilo, right? He doesn't get fired up and stuff. But man, like, what was the point of the angle if it was going to be such a just lethargic, dull match? And we never, ever, ever do like in-ring analysis on this show because I think we both kind of know to stick to our lanes a little bit. But as a fan talking, if Naito is going to do the it's a character deal where he just kind of like sleepwalks through heat segment and it makes a comeback after 25 minutes. <laughs> Evil has to go through the gears more, man. It can't be one note limb work for that long. Like Jay Wyatt, people say they want about him. He does a much better job at like ramping intensity up and down. So yes. there's sometimes where he's being like violent on a leg and other times he's taunting, he's being a heel. The, the failure to adjust though, with the posturing and the taunting when they can't boo was like, infuriating to me because it created dead air and it happened in the Okada match as well so we never do in ring talk but I am a little bit stunned we're sitting here after New Japan's big comeback and it's like our takeaway from the first two shows in the arena is he's like man those main event matches missed now what I will say is I like the other two title matches on Dominion so it's, there's going to be great matches on New Japan shows Evil's going to need to figure something out though a middle ground between what he was doing and being a heel because like this first attempt was a little bit rough, I've got to say. You're always going to get great matches on New Japan yeah. shows. I, that's rarely an issue with that. I'm with you on Evil and Hiromu. Like, that can't be 35 minutes. It just can't. No. And Hiromu is the guy who can work that, like, fired-up sprint. Look, after Hiromu broke down and did a banshee scream at the end of uh, Dominion there, he better come out just, like, all guns blazing against evil trying to yes. just like tear this man's head off and if he doesn't that's going to be a, a whole separate issue but i'll mm -hmm. give evil this chance against hiromu i'll give new japan this chance to see how they book things new japan has earned uh you know some benefit of the doubt w with their booking over the years yeah. i think that's uh i think that's fair to say but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to change something up with uh moving forward if evil is gonna hold both of these titles especially if he's going to hold both of these titles heading into like the g1 or something because yeah. i'm not putting up with these evil g1 main events <laughs> that are that yeah. are 30 minutes and they're all like this i do think it's an interesting point that they have audience which is great but like you said they can't make noise like because yeah. they're they're worried about you know the breathing and the all that stuff like so it's there it's a good aesthetic that they're there but at the it's almost like it's a detriment because you're expecting mm -hmm. some type of ambience and it's just not there. Yeah. They almost, a lot of the guys adjusted super well to work in the empty building. I think they almost have to just work the same way because yeah. it's literally just like applause. It's like award ceremony applause. Right. So, um, it's interesting. The Hiromu match again, in fear of going like full inside baseball with it, I, it seems like a super easy match to, to put together. Right. Hiromu should just jump all over him he should do something crazy that leads to the cutoff, and then Evil will have to work some kind of, I don't know, hopefully not the knee again. So he, Also, one other thing. Work the man, neck. Stop the chair stuff, man. You've got to stop the chair stuff. The chair stuff is ridiculous. In this match,
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There was a spot, it might have been this match or the Saturday match, where he like got eight chairs and just like stacked them on top of each other. Do you remember this? And he did a move onto the chairs and it meant, it meant nothing in the match. The, the table bizarre. spot against Naito meant also, nothing. Yeah. When, when he drove his knee through the table, it just... Could have been cool, yeah. but nothing came of it. it he just hit him in the dick eventually. <laughs> it was a cool visual. I was like, oh man, he's really, really working over yes. Naito's knee. Like, in theory, it sounds great, but... If you don't do anything with it by the end, it, mm-hmm. it really like if Naito's just running like he typically runs, like he hasn't just had his knee tortured for thirty minutes, then it, it's all meaningless. It's another example of the deal of like going slow doesn't immediately mean you're telling a great story. Right. Like it, it, just because Evil was walking around doesn't mean he's a master in psychology. It just means that he was trying to convey that he was a villain. But he was trying so hard to do it that he took every interesting element out of the match out of it. And again, it isn't fair that I'm not blaming Naito for this because the whole deal of like it's just a character to me is lame anyway. But I have seen Naito have enough great matches that even if I think he's declined, unfortunately, Evil was the guy you got to look at, right? Because he's the one who's brand new in this sort of spot. So again, we have to remember that you know Okada's first like his first match with Tanahashi wasn't. I mean, it was a great match, but it wasn't a classic like they eventually had. So. Give it time, I guess. Jay White got off to a rough start, too. So perhaps in a week's time, whenever it is he wrestles Hiromu, we'll be more on board with it. But for now, it was bold, at least. We say that much, right? It was a bold move, and they're going to have to convince some people, I think. I think Jay White, he might have gotten off to a rough start, but he was immediately positioned as like a top yeah. guy when he came back as, as Switchblade from, from the excursion. Like We've just seen years of evil just in six man tags and you know holding the tag team titles it's like now this is your top guy and it's it's a little bit tougher to kind of buy into mm-hmm. um because of that i mean we'll see with uh with evil they but they've got some work to do with it they've certainly got some work to do i would agree yeah i would agree with that aew fight for the fallen last night big show they had all the top stars the elite were in action cody was in action john moxley was in action any takeaways from a uh, fight for the fallen last night I think it's the most I've enjoyed an AEW show in a while. I actually thought this was a pretty good show. Uh, had strengths and weaknesses. I thought all the matches pretty much hit. Um, I don't know where you are on the Brian Cage finish. I liked it. So I think I, I'd imagine it was polarizing. I don't know. I was fine with it. I, I yeah. think a lot of people uh, were fine with good. it because it, it protects Cage. Um, you know, Brian Cage actually did an interview earlier in their day where he, he basically said, like, I want to talk more. I don't want to be like this one-dimensional heel 
bully meathead mm-hmm. he actually said he wanted to be a baby face so maybe i don't know when or if they're gonna go that direction if they do like this creates sort of that rift between him and taz like no i was fine mm-hmm. um i don't think it's gonna be a while obviously the darby allen stuff is next uh but yeah. you can certainly call back to it when the time comes of like you know you you thought you were protecting me i didn't need that in that match like i can handle it on mm-hmm. my own I thought it was it was good. I like that they do have something set up with Brian Cage next with, with the Darby Allen feud because this was I think both of our issues with Brody Lee is, is like he was the challenger for the month, built up, kind of got a title shot a little cold. Like at least Brian Cage won the Casino Ladder match, mm-hmm. um, and then Brody Lee lost, and now he's doing some Dark Order stuff with like Colt Cabana. Like you wouldn't know that Brody Lee is coming off this really great match against John Moxley, challenging for the world title. If you tuned in the last couple of weeks, he, it just seems like he's yeah. Dark Order Brody Lee. At least Brian Cage had his, has a direction to go in. Yeah, and another example is Archer, right? Lance Archer is like... And he's not even on TV. Oh, I guess he beat Janela the other week. Yeah, but, like yeah. he did a little... It was an obvious choice of one of those feuds of like, okay, let's get him a win. It's like yeah. a mini feud. But they are both examples of guys that they put over as like unstoppable monsters. And they lost the big match and kind of vanished. And you're right, Cage now has a, a not a main event feud, but an upper mid card feud at least. And um, I don't know. I these show the show polarized me. I still think it's the most enjoyable show for me personally to watch with all, all the the main ones we discuss weekly shows. I mean, but there are elements of it that like I wasn't. I'm not digging the Orange Cassidy as like a main event guy. I don't think it's. I actually think in the long run, it may hurt him. And I know that's no one's intention, but what I'm saying is is that I almost wonder how you now go back to him being like just the fun sideshow element of the best friends. Because now he's like a full on part of the top scene, you know, with Jericho. Yeah. I don't know I don't know about that. I, I, I think sometimes a guy like that's greatest strength is that he never has to win matches or even wrestle them to be over. I fear when you try to make them into like a top wrestler, it's it's almost I think it's, it almost backfires. Now, that's not a reflection of his talent. I just think sometimes the act is better being left alone. I guess to my point. But I don't know where you are on that. What do you think? Uh, I didn't care for that whole segment. Um, yeah. I, mean, I mean, the the dumping of the orange juice is fine. Like, they, they do that in all the promotions. And it, it's I don't have an issue with that. That You can miss me with the, the ratings talk on the television stuff. I didn't yeah. have time for that. The Orange Cassidy stuff is interesting because... I get where, what they're trying to do as, okay, he cares now. And so, great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to take Jericho serious. Jericho has pissed him off. Awesome. I'm with you that, all right, he cares in this match. Is he just, like, not going to care the in his next yeah. feud? Like, if he beats Chris Jericho, like, if he beats Chris Jericho, that's, like, a huge, a huge win. Theoretically, mm-hmm. he should be in line for some type of title shot. Like, if he just faces Cody, is he just, like, not going to care? about this title is it like just chris jericho that brought it out of him and if that's the case all right fine but then how are people going to react to that are they gonna are they gonna accept that orange cassidy could only care for this match and then he's just back to being orange cassidy the the rest of the time i think they actually will probably accept that because yeah. the the aew audience seems fairly willing to accept just about anything especially when it comes to somebody like orange cassidy but i don't know I don't know if that's the story that you really like want to portray is that this guy, he only cares when I guess someone beats him with a bag of oranges. 
that's another sentence I never expect here on the show. But, um, yeah, because I would be very hesitant to do the he cares now thing, which they've done for that reason. Because if he cares and he just loses to all the top guys, it's like, okay, so he's a loser when he cares, but like he's better just not caring. Like, I don't know. It's almost one of those things where if he's, you're going to do the thing of, okay, now he cares, you almost have to be willing to put the belt on him. And I don't think they want to do that at all. So it will be interesting to follow. I, you know, that was my only real issue with the show. I thought um, Cody got like an extra level out of Sunny Kiss that I hadn't seen before. I don't know about if you agree with that, but like physicality-wise, it just was so much better. And I thought he did a great job. I uh, enjoyed that match. FTR and Lucha Bros was very much... Um, it left some on the table. I think they realised, like, we're not even main event in the TV. You know what I mean? Like, this is a yeah. pay-per-view match eventually. But it was encouraging. I mean, that wasn't the match to show someone who thinks that the, the Lucha Bros do, like, the choreographed dancing deal, right? Like, they was hitting each other hard in that match. It was physical. It came across like there was an actual conflict there, which is always ideal when watching fake fighting. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good show. I I still have my... I hate to single one guy out like this, but I'm going to just say it. I just think this show is better when Matt Hardy is not like a focus of it. Like I, I know that sounds really mean. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for what Matt Hardy has done, but like I just don't think he fits at all. And when it's a show of... like the, When it's this talent being used, I just think the show is a lot more palatable for me. I don't know why that is. It's obviously a personal, like, what I enjoy, but... Man, I, I um, the week where he was like the centre match of the show is the least I've enjoyed any AEW show. And maybe that's unfair, but that's just kind of where I am with that whole deal. I think Matt Hardy, like he has a role. I do think his best role is just like managing private party and yeah. being, and th- this is another topic of discussion here, is their use of uh, legends, veterans, whatever you want to call them, as managers. Like Nyla Rose introduced Vicky Guerrero as her new manager. Um, you know, you've got Arn with Cody, you've got Tully with Spears. Everybody seems to be scouting FTR. They might get a manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taz with Cage. Like, they do this a lot. I don't have an issue with, with managers. I think, great. I think WWE has almost taught us over the years that they're not important. I think managers are fantastic. I love them. Love them. Love using them in uh, TEW and when I fantasy book stuff. I don't know if you need to just keep running the same bit of, here's a face you know, now they're managing this person uh, to, you know, to make them feel more important. Like, Nyla Rose is a former women's champion already. Like, yeah. what does Vicky Guerrero, like, add to her act besides, I get, you know, Vicky is uh, annoying on the microphone and, and can catch heat that way and stuff. But, like, this is already a former champion. Like, Cody and Arn, I get it. There's a pairing there. Uh, and, you know, maybe it leads to, like, a heel turn type thing. But, like, does Cody really need that type of uh, manager? And then the managers fine. There's also other people besides just like legends that you can use. Mm-hmm. Like there's actual like entertaining managers out there who people don't know who you could put in this position as well. And you know it's not gonna it's not gonna play to their kind of theme here. But at the same time, if you want to talk about being fresh and new and stuff, don't keep mm-hmm. trotting back all these legends and stuff and presenting them as like kind of top people. I think um, there's something to be said for it when a legend is doing a, a bit that he has never done before. Like, I, Taz obviously did the manager deal with Joe for, like, what, a month, two months in TNA? Very briefly, he was Joe's manager. Like, he's not really been a manager. And I think he could be an amazing manager for a decade in AEW. Like, he's that good at the job. 
I think that's very different to Vicky Guerrero just being Vicky Guerrero on AEW TV. Now, granted, she was a little bit different. She was a little bit more serious once she got past the excuse me, you know, bit and stuff. But I think to the general WWE viewer, it looks very different. It's not the same as like, oh, I remember that guy. He's now managing. Vicky was that character, basically. Right? I, I don't know. It feels like there's a difference there. And I'm not sure it's one I would want to lean into. But Vicky, she gets heel heat. I don't know how effective it is in that, you know, sitting there and now. But maybe it will help, Nyla. We have to obviously give it time. I'm with you. By the way, one thing, um, we swear it's a little bit off air, but I have to give them full credit. They're now in the Hangman, Omega, yes. like what side and who's actually the bad guy in this whole thing? Like what about FTR? How do they fit in? All of that stuff is so good because as someone that's watched wrestling as long as we have, like we're both not sure which way they go, right? We're not even sure if they have a way to go. That is really good. And the best thing of it is it doesn't advance like even not at all or a ton. It's subtle and it moves along at a nice pace. This week, the 10-second shot of FTR with Hangman did a little bit of advancing. Then you did the, the big deal with Omega, obviously, after the belt. But just a lot of little stuff that you can actually add up and be like, okay, I think I'm on this side. That's always good. So I have to give them full credit for that. I think they're now in that. It certainly seemed like Hangman was going to be the one to turn because uh, that was the tease at Revolution after they, they beat the, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, all right, Hangman's starting. But then like he just got major over and of course the pandemic look that screwed up a lot of plans you're kidding yourself if you don't think Mm -hmm. they had to change a lot of directions because of this um and yet now they've it still kind of seemed like all right hangman might be the bad guy but the omega stuff last night like they he really leaned into the heel stuff with his work with marco with uh taking out marco after the match because everyone kind of perceives ftr to be the heels and so when hank when omega dumps out the beer it's like all right well they're the bad guys why would he want to drink with him anyway yeah. but now omega doing that to marco it's like wait maybe omega is the bad guy here <laughs> yeah. and so it does make you just question of like all right where are they gonna go with this mm-hmm. and and that's good like that's good that we have these questions of you can go either way i don't know if they have an idea where they're going to go. Maybe they're going to wait until the crowds come back and see how crowds react. But because you added this extra layer, you can get more mileage out of it until hopefully crowds do come back and then you can pull the trigger whichever way you want to go with it. You nailed it with that. Um, I hadn't even thought of it before, but like the FTR thing was actually smarter than I realized because they are bad guys, right? Like they're not nice guys. The way, you know, the way they beat Lucha Bros was like another kind of suggestion. These are bad guys, okay? But what Hangman did was very in character for Hangman. He yeah. was just like, sure, like, do you want a drink? Cool. <laughs> like, I mean, he was drinking with him. Hager at the Exactly, at the stadium. it fit him. But your natural, like, with the way wrestling works, you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, trouble, he'll turn alert. I really would love if they somehow get to a point where they do FTR and Hangman versus the Elite while Omega and Hangman are still champs. I think that could be such great, like, like if the Bucks convince Kenny to take that match kind of deal, you know? Like, I think that could be really interesting. Um, because that's the other part of this story that's interesting. Is like, are the Bucks good guys? Like, they were kind of dicks before Revolution, or Matt was, at least. Was it Matt who was being a real dick before Revolution? I forget. But they both said some mean stuff to Hangman about yes. making his career and all that. So... I love the on. I don't enjoy the idea of. Um, I know everyone wants a horseman, stable, 
I think having both Cody and Hangman would be a little much. Do you not agree? Like that's like your top two of your top three baby faces turned. It feels like much. Yeah, we we talked about that when we we broached the idea of the the Horseman stable, and yeah. I think you can turn one of Cody and Hangman. I, I I think you can only turn one of like Cody, Hangman, and Omega. Like you've got to have some top baby faces here. You've got Moxley. Obviously, he's there. He's solidified. Uh, he's not even involved in the you know elite uh, kind of stuff, yeah. uh, but you've got him. Like Jericho is pretty much your your top heel. Um, you can turn Cody, Hangman, Omega. If if you turn one of them, then that becomes a top heel. You've got MJF. We all know MJF is is pretty much a top heel as well. I just don't think you can keep turning these guys and make everybody a heel because yeah. then your baby faces you're left with Moxley. And then the one person who doesn't turn between Cody, Hangman, and Omega. Like, those are your two top baby faces. And, like, that's fine, but you just have way more heels. Because you still have, like, Archer and Cage and Brody who can heat up as top heels. You just don't really have that with baby faces, really outside of, like, Darby. And mm-hmm. that's about it. Yeah, you would at least have to turn Jericho, right? If you even thought about it, you'd have to turn Jericho. Because you pointed out, like, the three big men... That makes it even harder to do. It's a lot easier to convince someone within a month that Brody, Archer, or um, or Cage can be a threat than it is to do like a... There are some guys they could like do more with. Scorpio Sky, at one point, they seem to actually be on on track with, and they kind of I think they've lost their way over a little bit. Sunny Kiss, another one. Um, I mean, there's other we mentioned, too, we mentioned yeah. Orange Cassidy. I just don't know if that's like... I don't know if he's going to be like one of your top three <laughs> or four baby yeah. faces. Yeah. He doesn't fit on your standard depth chart. does Yeah. He? he just doesn't. He's like a weird, I don't know. I mean, I, the other issue is if hangman's going to do a turn, I want him to be like the front guy, you know, him being Cody's like yeah. second feels exactly. almost a waste of a turn. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm kind of all in on Omega turning heel, but I, again, Cody feels like he's so much headed that way now that I'm, I'm not sure. It's good that this stuff is like, it's unclear for the right reasons in the sense there's a lot of options. It's not unclear because we have no idea what's going on. I'm glad that that's the case. Like, I know I've been critical in recent weeks of AEW, but I have to give them that much. It is, um, it's interesting to consider where this is headed. I think there's a lot of different ways they could go. All right, Joseph, are you ready Uh-oh. for this? We, we promised it. We said we would get to the ratings talk just like they did on AEW last night. 977,000 viewers, a point five six in the 18 to 49 demographic. Another victory for the challenge on Wednesday night, wow. Joe. Another victory. It was the finale last night. Absolutely just dominated once again. I kind of saw it coming, didn't you, Jeremy? I mean, they've built it so well. I actually heard some rumors, I don't know if you did, but I heard some rumors they are going to put this on pay-per-view initially, the finale. But obviously, you know, TV ratings, they wanted to get that. Um, there was a lot of talk internally about the fear of a title change overthrowing them. And, that, you know, so they were thinking pay-per-view, should they, should they not? At the end of the day, they win regardless. And um, I'm proud for you, Jim. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I know this means a lot to you, these victories. So um, another one, another one to tick off, right? Another win, another W in the column. Another victory. The finale last night was absolutely outstanding. We we have we have new champions. They crowned Jenny as a champion. Yes, wow. first time winner. First Title time win. putting new people over Joseph. That what a concept. New people. No she is an absolute monster as well. She's a beast. 
Johnny Bananas. This this is not a new face. This was the Johnny Bananas redemption story, Joseph. Johnny Bananas is seventh victory. He, I'm sure you know this, Joe, but for for the rest of the audience out there, uh, many seasons ago, I think it was like six seasons ago, he won. He had the option to steal the money from his partner, and he did it. Most controversial move in challenge history. He was a, everyone thought he was cursed after this because he, he hadn't made a final since had not made a final since this decision last night, not only made the final had to fight for his spot to continue in the final and then won the final amazing booking on the challenge. Once again, to cap off an outstanding season, look Wednesday nights belongs to Johnny bananas and the challenge proven once again. So he turned heel six years ago. Yes. And they did a slow babyface turn in which he won over the audience yes. through his hard work. And it finally paid off. That is why I watch the King of Sports <laughs> Professional Wrestling, folks. I'm so excited to. I mean, I've already watched it three times, but I'm going to go back now that I have more context. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's your ratings talk, everybody. Uh, we we're never talk about ratings on this program ever again but for like aew brought it up last night so blame it on them they they leaned heavily into it all we can do is you know we have to discuss it we're we're a wrestling program we talk about the wrestling and we talk about what they talk about on wrestling they talk about ratings we talked about ratings the challenge another victory as you would expect very exciting joseph very exciting I'm happy yeah. for you, man. I know, I know that every week you stre- you stress about this a lot, right? You worry. Oh, no, we gonna I do don't. It again? I don't actually. Oh. I just, I just, it's expected. It's expected wow. at this point. Yeah, it's just well, you know the, these other shows. They're not competition. They're not guys. Gro- what is guys' grocery games? Never heard of it. Never seen it. Don't wow. understand it. I. It, it's always everyone wants to say, oh, guys' grocery games does great view. The demo people. The demo. It gets squashed in the demo. And once it's, again, the challenge, Guys Grocery Games did a 0.29, a 0.56 to a 0.29, Joseph. Why is it? This cool. isn't a competition. It's a slaughter, as it is every they, week. They wouldn't even make a documentary about that. That's not even a war. That's domination. <laughs> By the way, would the challenge be better if Jim Ross announced it? No. For, no. No, uh-huh. definitely not. <laughs> okay. I'll comment no further. No. I'll leave it with that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna, we actually have, we have a new, new segment to introduce, um, moving forward, not this week, moving forward. So people may have noticed that wrestling is happening, but a lot of weeks, uh, it's just, it's just there. Look, let's be honest. It's just kind of there. Um, our, our passion might not be from what you would expect from many programs out there. And, you know, we're not we're not here to cheat the audience and try to talk about topics that we just don't have interest in or we just kind of feel we just feel nothing for nothing. If it doesn't excite us, we don't want to act like it excites us, act like we have opinions on it. It's just it's not for us. Uh, So instead, kind of moving forward, at least through the pandemic era, look, if there's enough stuff to talk about, we'll talk about it. Just a lot of weeks. Mm -hmm. It's not always there. So moving forward, we're going to start kind of recommending matches that turn into kind of larger maybe discussions about things um this isn't a new gimmick i know voices of wrestling uh they do this they recommend matches to each other to review but we're gonna do that um and so next week i'm gonna begin it's gonna work similar to our 
movie recommendations where we take turns each week. Next week, Joseph has no idea what I'm about to recommend, by the way. We talked about this decision off air, but I told him I was going to save my actual recommendation for on air. (laughs) Joe, what we're going to watch next week, and we'll talk about the match, if it, you know, the work, maybe, that's not our thing, but if there's something that sticks out, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the character, uh, the storyline, whatever. If you watch the show, you understand we don't stay on topic. But, The match is just a vehicle to get us to talk about stuff that we might actually enjoy. Joseph, the match we're going to watch is a classic from the TNA Slammiversary 2006, Scott Steiner against Samoa Joe. That is what we're watching to talk about next week. It could have been worse, man. When you when you said TNA earlier, I was like, oh no, it's going to be that coffin match where I had to go up to the ceiling and all that business. I don't know Wait, if you're aware of this. this. It's very bad. I'm um, changing my pick to this match. Huh? I'm changing my pick to this. No, it match. was uh, <laughs> it was Sting and Abyss, and it was like a coffin match. But putting him in the coffin wasn't enough. They had to be like elevated to the sky. Oh, it was yes, insane. I remember this. I remember that could be your next pick. Um, <laughs> and there's that big chamber thing they did that no one could actually see inside and homicide can <laughs> climb out of it anyway it's all this will be fun I mean, scott steiner just try to suplex Samoa joe is fun right like this yes. version of scott steiner is peak wrestling to me so these actually this match is like two opposing sides of wrestling's greatest coin because you have possibly one of the all-time great wrestlers at a point in his career where he's at his i'm, I'm going i'm going <laughs> where he's at his peak and on the other side, you have an all-time wrestler that is like a full-on meme, but isn't fully aware at this point that he's a meme, which makes it better than now where he knows. It sucks that he knows now. Better when he took himself seriously as a badass. So uh, I'm in on this, and I don't think it's that long, which is the biggest plus for me. So, it's like 13 uh, okay. minutes. <laughs> There's no way we talk about this match at all. It's just going to be Scott Steiner promo quotes yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, Sounds good to me. Yeah. I okay. can't wait until one week, Rick, man. Let's do Omega Okada. It doesn't matter no. which one. Let's do it. I don't think either of us are going to recommend that. We no. we prefer our wrestling to have a little bit of uh, humor and, and kind of wackiness to it. Yeah. I think there's some classics we could do a good segment on, but it's not going to be over 25 minutes long. Yeah. We have enough wrestling to watch just to, keep, <laughs> just to keep this show moving for the first 50 minutes of it. So, okay. I look forward to seeing Scott Steiner nearly drop Samoa Joe on his head many times in the impact zone while Don West shrieks and Mike Tanay <laughs> does his mean face on commentary. Things I enjoy very much about wrestling. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, there you go. That's the new segment that we're going to do every week. Um, look, we leave a lot on the cutting room floor and whatnot, but <laughs> we're just tired of, of uh, coming up with stuff and trying to act like we were like huge fans or have a major hot take on certain stuff because we don't other people do that's great that's their thing we're gonna do stuff that makes us happy as well and we're not gonna try to lie to our audience either speaking of stuff that makes me happy jeremy um i appreciate you going with my home team tna for the first match because this weekend (laughs) is arguably the biggest weekend in the history of live entertainment that's true actually debuts away blockbuster announcements are ahead of us Scott Demore is grinning wide as we speak. We are talking about the Slammiversary event of 2020, which I believe marks the promotion's 18th year <laughs> of existence. And I am ready, folks. I have front row tickets. 
Um, I will be at the event. I'll be wrestling on the event, main event, in, in the King of the Mountain match. Wow, wait. You're going to be wrestling there one night after yeah. showing up elsewhere, potentially? Yeah, I have to fulfill my booking stream. Oh, my God. They know about it. Bruce knows. He okay. trusts me. I'll do the right thing for the business, as I always have. But um, in all seriousness, maybe people should watch Slammiversary. I think I might watch Slammiversary. Should I watch Slammiversary, Jeremy? What do you mean, should you? I thought you were Team TNA. But I'm going, to, I'm in the event, so should I order it and then watch it on the replay is what I'm asking. Oh, yeah. yeah they don't, wait, <laughs> TNA just doesn't give you like a promo code or anything? You support, actually, you support, right? That, yeah. That's what, yeah, okay. I like to, you know, promote my, my whole emotion into these events, so I'll buy it with my own money. Like I did with Santa's <laughs> Little Help. No, but I, um, I want to apologize to my friends at TNA because we haven't spoken about them today. And I want to just say, the reason we have not spoken about TNA today is because when I was supposed to watch everyone that's on the Slammiversary card, I, in fact, watched none of them. So my, <laughs> I have no new opinions on this, this weekend's card, but I will be watching it, and I may even, this is bold, because this is never going to happen, I may even live-tweet it. <laughs> Things I should never say, because it's not going to happen. But I, I may live-tweet it. So uh, there's a good part of you on this weekend called Slammiversary. Watch that, rather than the, uh, the filth that is taking place at the WWF Performance Center. That's my, that's my closing I... statement. Impact. Uh, I don't know if it's a good pay-per-view. Um, like, do, do you know the card, Joe? Do you want me to run down this card for you? I mean, obviously you know the card, but let me run down this card. I know everybody. approximately 14% of the wrestlers on this card. Approximately. A uh, push. I know Moose. Okay. Know do you know who Moose Tommy is wrestling? Dream. Tommy Dreamer? Yes. For the TNA uh, Championship. Moose inside. against Tommy Dreamer. Insane that at TNA's <laughs> pomp that as a TNA title match with Tommy Dreamer been like, oh, that sucks. But you know, here we are. It's fine. It's fine. We we go. There's a lot of young guys in the main event, right? I don't know who these people are, unfortunately. I'm very out of the loop. Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, and Trey from the Rascals, and to be announced. To be announced. Uh, my money is on that person, man or woman. <laughs> EC3, we go with EC3. Yeah, I think the consensus seems to be EC3 to where if they do it, great. And if they don't, like it'll be a pretty big surprise. So, um, Jordan okay. Grace against Diana Perrazzo for the knockout title. Is really looking good? forward to the match. Yeah, that's a good yes, match. They built that well as well. Uh, Willie Mack against Chris Bay, probably be pretty good. Um, the North against Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. No interest oh. in Callahan and Shamrock. As oh, <laughs> love the I really North. wanted to see the North. Yeah, I've not watched them. I was looking forward to it. And now you tell me it's Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. Yeah, what a rib. Yeah. Oh well, I'll see no, what they can right. get. Out of them, I suppose. Uh, knockouts number one contendership: Gauntlet, Taya Valkyrie, Kara Hogan, Susie, Rosemary, Nevea, Tasha Steeles, Kylie Ray, Alicia, Havoc, Kimberly, Madison, Rain. Good talent of roster there. I yeah. would imagine Kylie Ray or maybe Taya wins that match. That's a lot of talented women. That's actually very strong, yes. I have to say. Moose That's their big strength, right? The women's division. The women's division is very good, yes. Uh, Moose That's against cool. Dreamer, and then the Rascals open challenge. Plenty of people are pointing to uh, Anderson and Gallows here. Really? Yeah. Anderson and Gallows? Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> I thought it would be uh, Eric Young and Heath Slater. Just did, I don't know. Maybe I'm, Eric Young and A1, Team Canada. <laughs> We've got the more ringside. I don't know. I, Pity Williams. Pity Williams is free. I'm thinking he's actually like signed to Impact. They could do Young and Pity. Yeah. Yeah, they could do that. Well, I, I, maybe I've just spoiled it. I hope not. <laughs> um, I, I hope it's a good show. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into it and uh, hopefully, I mean they're one of the only promotions still like running 
in any sort of reputable fashion, right? So hopefully it goes well. Hopefully the debuts go over well, and hopefully their fans react well to me, Jeremy, right? Because I need this to go well. It's my first big event on Team Impact. That's right. So it's a big deal. This is like my other challenge. You have to realize that, right? This is my other challenge. (laughs) I thought you were going to be promoting Fucktown this weekend. I am also on that event. Okay. Uh, Yes, so I I didn't want to spoil that, but now you've done it for me. I am in the main event of that event, too. All right. I'm working Sex Ferguson in a 60-minute Iron Man match. So oh enjoy it. God. What a match that's going to be. If you complained about evil, I can't imagine how <laughs> you're going to work this match. Uh, I'm looking forward. Getting with the first place. <laughs> it, it really is a big weekend. I think it's going to be a, a busy weekend for me as a news person with all this stuff that's going to happen. Oh, you don't have to worry about that stuff, Joe. I feel uh, very envious of you that you can just watch these shows and just give thoughts. I love this. And Dude, what just happened was you did like a speech about how we don't like modern wrestling and we, you picked Scott Steiner and Samoa Joe. I then did like this ramp up the optimism <laughs> with like, is this the best weekend of wrestling ever? And then you just go, I've got to do the news for these. And I was like, oh no, it does suck. <laughs> Never mind, the distractions still hate wrestling. I'm not sure. We'll see you next week. Maybe we'll be more positive after Impact saves the business. Maybe we'll be more in, you know? Impact might save the business. Uh, very um, possible. Uh, you can follow Joe on Twitter, at JoeHolbert5. One feature is up right now, the feature on uh, Nicola Cross, and yes. another feature coming tomorrow on Apollo Crews, correct? Yes. We have Nikki Cross feature, which is about characters and layers. It is only somewhat satirical, I promise. Um, and then tomorrow we go all into the Apollo Crews journey. I actually think, Jeremy, I'm going to go on. I actually think they're pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to play humble. I think they're pretty good. So check them out. Tell me how good they are. In fact, forget to check them out. Just tell me how good they are. Uh, buy the pay-per-views that I'm on this weekend um, and cancel WWF Network because you don't support eyeballs being torn out of sockets. Please. Thank you. Good night. And follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88. We're on Cameo. Send us uh, $5 or more. We'll read, the, read your message here on two air. Dollars. That is, oh, Joe, only, Joe is only charging two. I'm charging five. All right, I'm a big star like Alexa Bliss. I have to charge more than you. Um, send, send us money. We'll read your, we'll read your messages on air. Supports are. <laughs> send us money. <laughs> send us money. Yes. <laughs> Support our uh, Patreon. That's actually a GoFundMe. That's actually a Kickstarter. We need roughly $900 million to uh, make our sequels to all the movies we've reviewed. Um, and we're also trying to buy a wrestling company as well. We don't yeah. know if they're for sale. We're going to try to buy them anyway. <laughs> Yeah, take that, Billy. No more. I'm not saying no more. I'll say no more. I'm sorry. I'll say no more. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back on Saturday with the TEW series. The road to King of Kings continues. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.